Hello, my name is Chris Hobbs, and you are listening to the Bite Down and Don't Let Go podcast. This is a collection of thoughts and insights that come from a long time spent reading, studying, sharing, and practicing leading myself and leading others. I hope it inspires you to be persistent in leading yourself and others well. If today's episode encourages you, please share it with others that they may also be inspired. Thanks for listening. Keep on keeping on, everyone. Continuity in leadership is badly underrated. The same leader doing the same things for the same reasons in the same place for a very long time has become a leadership unicorn. These leaders have a depth of wisdom that is hard to find. And when you have a chance to interact with one, I recommend you take it. I had a chance when I got to listen to Philip Hutchison present on his leadership ideas. You see, Philip Hutchinson is not a household name, but if you consider yourself a knowledgeable college basketball fan, you may know who he is. Philip is one of the most prolific scorers in the history of college basketball and played for the legendary coach Don Meyer at Lipscomb University. Though Phil's playing days are far behind him, he's now the director of athletics at Lipscomb University. He's led and influenced Lipscomb University for a very long time, and he has the type of wisdom that only comes from leading in the same community for decades. Now, I want you to stay with me because we're going to jump into another idea and then come back to Philip Hutchison. We're in the age of instant communication, and it's come with incredible benefits. Messaging apps, cell phones, email, features inside of social media have given us instant access and made our massive world a very small place. I benefit from this reality multiple times a day. It's also important to keep your head above water because as the tide of new neck technologies rises, it can swallow up tried and true methods that become more valuable as time changes. I want you to hear this next statement. The old adage, what is old is new again, rings more true the faster things change. Face-to-face communication is among those things that has become increasingly rare, yet those that utilize it have become increasingly more effective in many regards. This is specifically true when it comes to navigating and resolving conflict. Tone of voice, facial expressions, posture, eye contact, pace of conversation, and a million other things are lost when face-to-face communication is not used in difficult conversations. Now, let's go back to Phil Hutchison. I had the chance to be part of a small audience that was able to conduct a Q&A with Phil recently. The Q&A session allowed him to reflect on all the things that have worked and have not worked for him as a leader at Lipscomb University. It was excellent. During it, he shared what he had learned about tough conversations. If you are going to lead, you are going to need to engage in tough conversations regularly. As Nick Saban would say, if you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader. Sell ice cream. This does not mean that you have to be a miserable, demanding person to be a leader. It just means you'll spend a lot of time 
keeping people on track for the good of the group, and that's uncomfortable. So here are Phillips' four Ds of tough conversations and a quick thought on on each. First, direct. Do not triangulate conversations. One of the oldest books in the world is the Bible, and no matter what you think about it, I think we all agree that there's some wisdom in the Bible. Rumor has it that the New York Times stopped listing it on their bestseller list because it topped the list every year by a long shot. One of the sections of wisdom is found in Matthew chapter 18, where readers are encouraged to go directly to a person when there is a problem. This is rare, but after two decades leading in four different communities, it is the mark of a wise leader. If a problem exists, go to the person involved and involve no one else. Do not triangulate tough conversations. Number two, discreet Maintain your emotional control by monitoring your motives. Discreet, as defined by Google, is to be careful in one's speech so as not to cause offense or gain an advantage. You see, a secret to having tough conversations is to maintain your emotional control. The surest way to do that is to make sure that your motivations are altruistic or for the good of the person and the group. Having tough conversations marked by discretion is a challenging needle to thread. On one hand, dodging the hard work of resolving conflict can lead to what Patrick Lencioni calls artificial harmony. This is a surface-level harmony that leaves teams fake and fragile. On the other hand, taking on these conversations, looking to win or prove your point, can become toxic and fracture a relationship or a team. The goal of tough conversations is to enhance relationships that are fruitful for all involved. Avoid fake, fragile, or fractured relationships by taking on tough conversations discreetly. Number three, done. Wipe the account clean for them. I was a varsity basketball coach for 16 years, and I often had the distasteful task of informing young men each year that they did not make the team. This process was an incredible training ground for tough conversations, and I hope I handled them in a well in a way that built young men up in the midst of the tough conversation. I would take time each day during the two to three day tryout process to speak words of life to the entire group that their ability to dribble and shoot a ball did not indicate what type of person they were and how I felt about them. I always met with each player face-to-face and delivered the tough news at the conclusion of the tryouts. I told them that it was tough for me to tell them, tougher for them to hear, and that sooner rather than later, I hoped to be able to fist bump them in the hallway as a show of my respect for how tough I thought they were by taking a chance and trying out for the team. Healthy risk should always be encouraged and validated even if it does not directly pay off. The account was cleared of any shame or embarrassment, and what remained was mutual respect. I am very confident that tough conversations should be handled this way, a cleared account at the end. Fourth and finally, development. Celebrate the wins that they accumulate. Often, 
Individuals must continue to function together after tough conversations. A savvy leader must keep their radar tuned to when an individual has grown and is continuing to add value to the group. In those moments, it's critical that a leader celebrate the growth. The entire point of healthy, tough conversations is to help the individual grow and the relationship thrive. And when it does, that needs to be celebrated. Scott Eblen, in his book, The Next Level, points to celebration as a critical leadership skill in modern times. When was the last time you did the hard work of a tough conversation, saw the growth of an individual, and then giving them credit for continuing to grow? You have not reaped the full benefit of a tough conversation until you've celebrated its benefit to others. I hope these four D's help you to engage a new tactic that's been around for a really, really long time. And that is the tactic of face-to-face conversations. Keep on keeping on, everyone.